You know what time it is. It's time for the Dodcast. Dennis the Menace. That's me! Y'all ready for this? I was never fully sure about the fitness industry. Posed photos, chiseled abs, sculpted arms, and a big gleaming gaudy smile which shouts, I'm better than you. Welcome back to the Dogcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's no secret to say that there seems to be a big superficial side to this industry which says, you can only be happy if you look this good. But I really wanted to look past this image I had. I wanted to delve deeper into a side of life which I do sincerely think is important. Healthy body, healthy mind is something that I quite often say to people and quote to people. Whenever I'm dealing with the demons in my head, in particular after a heavy weekend of the sesh, I absolutely make sure for a fact to go to the gym, do a run or expend some sort of energy the, the following day. Paul and Orla are a fitness couple based in Galway who are big believers in what I've just said. Through a holistic approach, uh, they view the gym as only one small segment of creating a wholesome, healthy body and mind. I spoke to them in an extremely honest interview where they shared their stories and experiences. Paul is a past bodybuilder and he told his experience of doing the circuit and gave us a, a really, really valuable insight into the dangers of the industry and what it may contain. Orla, a straight-A student in school and university and now a primary school teacher, describes how important it is to have other interests outside your 9-to-5. Putting her teaching career in the back foot for the time being, she gives us an outlook on why someone would give up a full-time job to, ch- to chase a life passion. But all that aside, these two are madly in love. And it makes for an even better, yeah, and sometimes a cringier interview at stages. Two like-minded people working together towards a common goal with each of their best interests at heart. Isn't that what a relationship is about? Well, don't ask me. I have an effective notion. Episode 8, The Better Half of My Fit Mind. Let's get this party started. You're very, very welcome to the Dodcast. I have the lovely Paul Dermody and Orla Deline with me today. Guys, party to the people, say hello. Hello, how are y'all? How do we do? <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to me on this lovely Sunday evening evening. Um, you're oh, looking, well, I was, you know, I'd like to say you both look fantastic. Paul decided he wasn't going to shave this evening. <laughs> it's nice that you can't see that uh, under, well, what would you say, under the, 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 the recording that, that I'm taking. But uh, no, guys, tell me, how are you? How are you doing? Yeah, great. Good. Yeah. We're just chilling out on a Sunday evening. Um, we kind of usually tend to take Sundays off a bit. We work mostly during the week. And then we kind of set, spend all Saturdays like batch producing content and video recording, and we'd have our own podcast and doing all that. So yeah, we're having a pretty yeah. easy evening. Nice okay. easy evening. Before we actually get into any of that, what I want to do is normally, so I play a game of association. But before association, what we normally do is like a, I get a person to say in their own words or sentences, you know, what they're about. But what I'm going to do is going to crisscross. Orla, you're going to do Paul. Paul, you're going to do Orla. Orla, tell me about <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Paul is a seven-year-old stuck in a 27-year-old body. <laughs> I also think I'm a bit of a 90-year-old. He's also a 90-year-old. So, <laughs> so Paul has the excitement of like a newborn puppy and everything excites him and he's always happy and realistic, but he also has the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the perspective of a 90-year-old person so he doesn't let any negativity get in. He's very um, filled with energy in terms of good vibes like he attracts good vibes and can't deal with negative vibes but is just someone who's always looking to progress mentally and he's also awful sound and he's my better half beautiful, <laughs> and he has beautiful. a better half oh look they're falling in love right in front of me look, looking into each other's eyes here, beautifully. <laughs> oh stop kissing guys will you <laughs> Paul give it to me um, I've never met anybody like her I've never met anybody in terms of maturity and outlook with someone such a level head screwed on approach in a weird paradoxical way I've ne- never met somebody who's the complete opposite of me and yet completes me so much in terms of the way I get like she get she literally gets me in many respects and is polar opposite yin and yang couldn't exist without each other but two opposite colours I've never actually met a more smart and intelligent person to be honest with you she's just grounded focused fantastic he's just trying to butter me up he just wants me to buy a pump I'm, really, I'm really really not I didn't mention the fact I thought you were quite good looking like <laughs> utterly buttery what I loved about what both you guys said there was you didn't actually even mention fitness and really 
today's talk is, is going to deviate a little bit away from fitness. We will obviously touch yeah. off it because it's yeah. a very big part of your life, but it's more so about, you know, getting to learn and getting to know the Paul and Orla at a very kind of, well, not a very deep level, but sort of a level that people maybe haven't met or found or seen yet. So yeah. that said, we're going to do association. So association, as it works, are you guys familiar with it? No, I've never heard of it. So essentially what it is, I'm going to say a word or a sentence. It's more, more than likely just going to be a word. One word and first thing that comes to your head. It's just for those people who don't know Paul Dermody and Orla Deline, they're going to get a bit of an idea from these words. Okay, really, it's not there to catch you out. It's just a little game they played at the start. So what oh. we're going to do is ladies go first. It's going to be every second round. So I'm going to say a word, Orla, you say it. Then the second word, Paul, and vice versa. We're going to go from that. Okay. Comprende? Comprende. All, so right, okay. All right, here we go. Orla, fitness. Uh, enjoyment Okay Paul Penny sweets uh, I don't like them <laughs> Neither uh, yeah. Okay um, Education Orla um, Easy Paul Arnold Schwarzenegger um, Mindset Turquoise Very bright Bicep curls Always performed incorrectly Anabolic steroids Controversial and overused. Hashtag. Fake. Okay. Uh, Weedabix. Every GAA guy ever. Perfect. Narcos. No comment. Okay. Fad diets. All too common. Flat white. Shark? <laughs> no, but I love it. I love it. That's what I want. No, I love it. That's exactly what I want. There's no right or wrong answer here. Uh, Orla, Spanish arch. Drinking cans. Labradors. Paul. Um, dog. Okay. Man flu. Orla. Oh, Paul. <laughs> that was one time. Cars. Toyota Yaris. Okay. Uh, fashion. Oh, not very good at it. Paul, girlfriends. Uh, necessary. <laughs> Orla, boyfriends. Um, annoying, but great. Great. Childhood hero, Paul. Fernando Torres. Beautiful. Garlic cheese chips. College, every night out, always. <laughs> Paul, injury. Prone. Okay, very nice. Hardy books. Um, every person in a small Irish town ever. Okay, lovely. <laughs> mass. Oh, Religious avoid. ceremony mass. Avoid. On a Sunday, or the, the Sabbath <laughs> day as well. Oh, you blasphemous man. <laughs> or the Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi. Oh, childhood. Video logs, Paul. Um, exciting. Mm, Fun. Great. Instagram. Uh, filled with crap. Turn ons. <laughs> to, to my left <laughs> Turn offs To my right <laughs> Yes <laughs> Touche uh, Protein balls oh, Grand yeah. <laughs> Children uh, Amazing Brilliant The best things in the world uh, dip, uh, Tabasco sauce um, No opinion Don't know Alright And Orla Galway Last one Ah, uh, brilliant. No, oh, great. Okay, so protein balls was one of the things that I said during it. Mm-hmm. I have a little protein ball on my hand here, which was a recipe that wow, I Wow, that off. looks great. Where Ooh. did you get the recipe for that, Dennis? Plug, 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 plug. Well, <laughs> well, you, as you will know, I, I went on to a fantastic uh, Facebook page the other day, and it's called Paul and Orla. What, they sound what, great. Does, do, do fitness go after it, or is it just poor Paul and Orla? How does it work? No, just Paul and Orla. We don't want to be associated with just, like, fitness. We kind of just want our names, and then you can kind of draw what you want from it. Brilliant. And this is exactly why the next question is, Paul and Orla, what is it? Um, I like to consider it as a, a company or a business right now where people come to theoretically and firsthand primarily improve their body composition. But I like mm-hmm. to think that we attempt to provide the tools to offer them a much more mindful approach. One of the most intriguing facets for me of human behavior is how 
as a as a like as a race as a species all the situations and all the kind of stops in fitness that stop us from getting where we are to where we want to be most of those things are they're not they're not that different but we interpret them very unique all our insecurities and all our stops are are how we interpret them is unique to us okay um so i like to think that we like to improve people's mindset towards a long game towards the various components of fitness towards social health spiritual health mental well-being physical well-being and how they all tie in and transcend into one another where most people think it's picking up a dumbbell and eating vegetables i like to think it's how you handle shit in your life to be honest with you as well i don't have the answers to but more so just to make people aware that they need to put the tools so in a sense we like to try and make people hand people the tools to become more self-aware to get into great physical shape through more mindful approach or do the buttering and just give me in a sentence what paul has just said <laughs> um, a very mindful approach to improve your own insecurities both through mindset and through physical exercise great now not to get really really deep and heavy that's fantastic for the both of you when you say insecurities and we all have insecurities yeah everyone has to put their hands up do you guys have insecurities or have you had insecurities in the past that you feel you've risen above and this is the reason why you want to kind of tell people about it and help people as well um, yeah, well, I mean, like, for me personally, I think being a girl, most of us, we put so much effort into makeup and we put so much effort into clothes and, you know, always kind of trying to give off the right vibe and everything. And for me, going on video and going on voice and putting myself out there was a massive one. And I always just thought, like, something Paul always says is, you know, you have Instagram, you have Facebook, and you have people with all these crazy motivational quotes saying, you know, not everybody's perfect and don't be afraid, but then you're not doing anything. Yeah. Like, you're still hiding behind a picture, a perfectly posed picture when you look good, when you feel good. So actually putting myself and I'm sure it's the same for Paul putting ourselves out there every day on video from every angle with our voice with our opinions because the bigger you get the more uh, room there is in your circle for criticism and for people kind of arguing with you and kind of people begrudging you so putting ourselves out there like that to put our opinion out there and to actually figure out what are our opinions once you have to put them out there that was a, a big one for us that, like an insecurity that I've overcome Paul what about yourself? Yeah, the whole thing started two years ago. I competed in a bodybuilding competition and I, I, I actually, it was about three years ago I started to transform my body and me being me, I would be quite an extreme guy by nature and I ended up getting into a fairly crazy lean shape and I, I ended up in a touching distance to a bodybuilding comp competition. I did really well and I was like, right, I'm going to crack on and be the best bodybuilder and fitness model in the world. That was my train of thought and after the show, I ended up having a really bad physical crash. I gained two stonish body fat. I felt terrible. I felt really insecure. I, I was it sounds so silly to look back but it was something I was very much struggling to deal with it's not with. silly at all Paul yeah but at the time I felt it was so silly because I usually consider my own strength my character um, so I put on a lot of weight I felt very devoid of confidence there was actually a brief period I wouldn't leave the house out of a big really? baggy hoodie and a jacket because I knew that people knew me as the guy with the six pack and now as the guy with a big fat belly mm. and then I came around one day and I realised that nobody cares like nobody cares how I look because everybody's got their own shit going on and everybody was that a realisation not to cut across it was that a realisation yourself or did along yeah. come more or was it someone else no, I, to be honest with you, directly, it was a realization I got from handing advice to a friend of mine that was going well, through the exact same thing. When I was, I was, he was like, oh, I said I'd be the best and now I'm not competing in the next show. And I went, yeah, but nobody cares about your bodybuilding competition. Nobody cares. And I just got that little, holy hell, you're talking to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I had like gained a ton of weight, but I knew how to get it off me. I just didn't have the motivation where some people will literally do herbal life or juice diet or yeah. herbal plus or slim world for the rest of their lives and constantly be in a diet, binge, rebound, diet, binge, rebound mentality and never actually know how to keep it off. And I kind of saw that opportunity to be like it's okay to not be perfect it's okay to not be great all the time but you can't constantly be stop start stop start that was kind of where where it all started really i slipped into a very dark slump um it was what it was it was it was self-induced it wasn't like i'll be honest it wasn't like i slipped into chemical imbalance depression i just had a very depressed feeling of being lost Which and very unhappy that a lot of people struggle with though especially mm. people within our age group like between the 24 to kind of 30s it's something that people get so lost because they've had degrees or they get lost because they think they're following a passion and it just doesn't work out and then they fall into like just a, a massive slump and when people don't yeah. pull themselves out of that that just becomes life and it's just every day and it's it may not be a chemical imbalance but it can grow into something like that as well which is really scary and dangerous when there's so many amazing opportunities if people push themselves a little bit out there yeah once once we saw the beauty in the other aspects of life it was just kind of a fitness ethos i wanted to give out really what's the beauty of life for you 
like literally just being in this generation like our grandparents had to walk 10 miles just to get like water and stuff like <laughs> like when you're dude, when your internet's slower when this Skype freezes yeah you'll freak out because your internet's a hundredth of a second slower than yeah. it should be yeah? yeah if you told our grandparents that or, or someone in a hospital or someone in the third world that that was your current biggest stress I know what you mean yeah it just, it's insane like, oh, first I was 7% body fat but I just can't stop eating cake and there's people in the world that don't have the option for food that was just that little mindset shift alone okay thank you for that look we're going to talk a little bit about love here okay <laughs> am I wrong by saying you guys met in Le, Le Gym? Yes, we did meet in Oh, and I want you to tell me exactly, you know, was it was it his latissimus dorsi that did it for you, or what was it? Was this his physical <laughs> physique, or was it the all-round package? Tell me. I actually don't remember the first time I met Paul. I don't remember seeing him, but he remembers seeing me, Here and I was... <laughs> she was she was doing med ball slams, and I saw her. Yeah, mm. and he saw me, and he was... What sort of ball taken. slams now were you thinking, do, Patty? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, we met in the gym, and, like, I'd always be kind of someone... Like, I was insecure enough growing up, nothing crazy, like, but I was never, like... Sure, we know each other since we were quite young. Well, like, I was just going to say never, that like, inside track. Orla, you, to me, never seemed like an insecure girl, but it's, I just find it so crazy that you're saying this now, you know, 10 years down really? the road yeah. oh absolutely yeah. or it was this like honestly happy-go-lucky utmost sarcastic lady that was able to like literally <laughs> throw you a Roger Federer backhand at any stage yeah. so when I hear you talking about this I just think well firstly fair play to, 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 to be able to speak up but secondly uh, it makes me worry about other girls who don't actually show that. Do you know what I mean? Or oh, who, who actually do show it? Sorry, it means yeah. there's nearly like a, a dual effect. But I mean, at the same time, probably the people who are hiding are the mo- they're the ones who are actually affected the most. So, uh, good on you and good on Paul. And sorry, could cross. You keep going ahead there. Yeah, we met in the gym, and then I had kind of all through college, I had grown in confidence a bit, but I never like had a boyfriend. Never really. But I was, I was. I was quite secure with guys so like I was the one that approached Paul like Paul added me on Instagram or something like that but then I messaged him asking him to go for a coffee um, so it was it was a nice we started off in a nice Slippy place slide like, DM huh yeah and I mean <laughs> we slipped into the Facebook messenger which oh. doesn't sound as good it was the Insta's DMs would be good but uh, yeah we went for coffee which I think is kind of a nice place to start especially like in Ireland in like the 21st century we didn't we weren't drunk we weren't in coppers we weren't in a nightclub and we were both sober doing something that we liked so we went for coffee and it was an enjoyable coffee but like we were like oh yeah they're nice or two and sharks I, I as Paul would say yeah <laughs> went for two sharks and um I thought he was really nice but I just thought he was a bit too much of a gentleman like mm. he just seems really really nice and I'm like you mentioned I'm super sarcastic mm. and kind of like what you see is what you get and um so yeah then it just progressed from there and Paul's very much so like a like if you like something just go for it don't don't like don't worry about it don't ask for forgiveness don't ask anything just absolutely go for it 100% so we literally met up every single day for six weeks and then I became his girlfriend six wow that's intense yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was good. It was good. And it when you say six good. weeks, was was, was that like I was going to ask? Is a little bit like Fifty Shades of Grey, except you went sixty shades of grey. You know, I, I, you, yeah. you, know <laughs> you went one we over. Go ahead, Paul. Sorry. Oh, we just didn't even know if we liked each other for the first three weeks. <laughs> yeah, we were just kind of like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just meet him again. We'll just see how it goes. Was that? Did that include going to the gym together or? No, we didn't go to the gym together. We only met up, um, like, for coffees and, like, going for walks and just hanging out. Like, but the what Asian was your common, dog. you know, your common interest? Obviously, you said, Paul, that it was a yin for a yang. You know, she was Our totally different to you. life. That's what we connected about. Yeah. Just the whole, like, you know, he, he I know, knew that he'd never be, you know, out buying the latest watch or, like, driving a cool yeah. car and, like, waxing his car. Because that's just not what I'm into. He was just more so about, hey, what you, like, what can I do that will make you happy? Or, you know, if you're upset about something, how can I comfort you? Like, the actual really important things that I didn't even realize. And how realize did you comfort her, Paul? No, no, you don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I, I was going through that, that bodybuilding phase I was talking about. And I was very much having a quarter-life crisis, per se. I, I, just I feel you. Com- yeah, complete, completely bigged up in my own mind, worse than it was. And it's like the stars aligned. It's like a new perspective in the form of Orla was was given to me just at the right time. It was. It just felt like everything was starting to come together when when I met you. It just seemed. I'm a big believer in energies, auras, and specifically just just overall. When don't dwell on stuff we're meant to be at a certain place at a certain time so it just seemed like all the things were, were happening to click that's like on any other circumstance in life mm. because of the first three weeks being a bit unsure I don't think it would have gone that far but I just I knew this was going to go somewhere was yeah. it love at first sight? no 
I thought he was handsome. Yeah, no, was- I thought she was really hot. I thought she was really, really attractive. But no, I, I thought she was quite intimidating. And then I thought I was going to go up to the gym and be all cool and I be like, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was su- super intimidating. And then so I was like, oh, I saw her in the gym and we were about to go for the same equipment. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be super cool now. And when she comes over, we'll be like, yeah. And she was like, are you using that? And I was like, yeah. You have. <laughs> <laughs> and Brilliant. then I did. And what was that machine? It better be a good machine now. It was like the um, it was like a pull up bar. Pull up bar. Yeah. Okay, so when when you when you are hypothetically well, actually getting married at some stage, you be like, we met at the pull up bar. So your like wedding cake can be like <laughs> shaped into a fucking pull up bar. Anyways, that's, you could have uh, like you know when you're walking down Chop Street at nighttime, you see all the people trying to hang off that bar for oh, like yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. one minute. We could have one of them. Like we could do that during the ceremony. Or I'll something. hold you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first one to let go like dies or something. Has the L bomb been good. dropped? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. We've been together two and a half years, so... Oh, it's been two and a half years now? Yeah, yeah. it's been two and a half let's, let's years, just, so Paul said it first. Let's just, let's just Paul. rewind for <laughs> one quick second. Your backgrounds, uh, or like, you, you did uh, primary school teaching. Paul, yeah. you did... I, I'm, I'm not too sure what you did yourself. What did you... I was just working in bars, nightclubs, like, a, a betting office for a little while. Uh, I didn't really do it. Once I dropped out of college, I just had a series what of, What like, were you doing in college? Um... I dropped out of nutritional and food science okay. after second year. I failed first year and I failed second year again. And I didn't want to be in college ever. And then I went and I did a kind of a PLC kind of thing in fitness, just literally to stay on the beer with the lads. Um, and it turned out to actually serve me very well a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. I just think, do you know what? One thing I've gotten, but just because I'm someone who's gone through the education system and thus gone back and like done well in it and then become an educator, it's amazing for me to see someone of such high intelligence. Like I think Paul is very, very intelligent, so well articulated with a great thought process but like the education system wasn't for him and I feel like just if there's anybody who's listened to this I feel like so many people are judged off their education what degrees they have and it like for some professions it may match you know the intelligence but for so many people that kind of sitting down studying retaining information is just not for them but they're still so let me put my hand up I I didn't read to mean to kind of nitpick and say oh specifically what did you do in college I absolutely agree totally what you guys are saying the education education system is extremely subjective it goes in one way and it helps one person uh, <laughs> mark my words I've had a difficult time getting to where I am yeah, as well yeah. so it's it's not it's not something that comes overnight and it's not something that treats everyone um, we have facets facets and skills and, 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 and assets in, in other parts of uh, and departments of life so absolutely, absolutely 100% yourself and don't feel <laughs> like abashed that, that, that you haven't or you haven't done that and even if you have like I look at people now who have dropped out of college they are the most interesting people I've met in my la- life today yeah. you look at for some people it's like they've dropped out but it's because they had such an obsession or such a you know drive for something else and they've gone on to become such big um, things like you know they're massive businessmen great thought leaders things like that and yeah I just want to put that out there because I know there's always such an array of people listening to different yes. podcasts but for anyone yeah, listening I, I would just encourage anyone to stay in your lane if getting a social political degree is your thing absolutely but yeah. if you're like me you may be limited in thinking until you are literally 25 that oh crap I've got no education I'm screwed and then two years later to be sitting here running a business that like if if I died broke but this happy I'd consider it a win and that's 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 where I'm coming from and that's what I want everybody to get a taste of I I, I always joke because it sounds a bit crazy for coming from a 27 year old man but if I were to die tomorrow I would have checked off the two goals that I want in life and that's to, to fall in love and be in love when I die and to die happy and they're the only two things that I care about I don't care about things I don't care about money I, and I believe you'll end up making money and you'll make a good life for yourself if you find your passion because you won't have to work because it's energy because you get energy and you transcend energy and all that good stuff Paul, and I just feel if you go through a, let's rewind 10 years to 17 year old Paul what would you say to him now? Oh, I'd be telling him to I'd be telling him to prepare for the social media wave that's about to come. I would be telling him don't go to college no matter what mom and dad say you're not cut out for it. I'd be saying find the one thing that makes you believe in yourself and work hard on that because without self-esteem life isn't anything that you need to work each and every day on your confidence until you get to a level where your mindset's strong enough to stay so focused in your own lane that you can accept there's negativity and doubt in the outside world but you can look at like square in the face 
and embrace it and know there's room for growth on the other side. That's right. what I'd be telling them. Not, not avoid fear, accept it, accept doubt, accept society's negatives and use them as an opportunity to grow. Whereas a lot of people might avoid them. I say look them square in the face and, and use them as hokey as that sounds. Orla, what about you? you look, you, you're coming to a stage now. Can you just fill us in and fill the listeners in? You were a very t- articulate, intelligent lady in school. The education yeah. system worked to you and worked to your advantage. Um, just tell us kind of in the last six, seven years what's happened and where you've been. So basically, I've just like, so I went to college, got came straight out of college with like a 1-1 degree and then went straight into a job from that in my last placement. Worked as a primary teacher, love it, still love it. I absolutely love, I have a very different outlook, I think, to a lot of teachers where I don't think children need to sit down and like all be able to, you know, do their ABCs right exactly every way. I think you need to encourage them, build their confidence. You have one of the loveliest ways of talking to people humans kids adults that i've well, ever that's seen that's something that's grown the biggest thing i've grown in and i think in the last like f- three years mainly is being more open i like a few years back i thought it was kind of cool to be the the ice queen be the one that nobody gets you know be that kind of one but like the world needs kindness and most people are good people so i've just kind of realized from opening my own mind up to being kind to people to realize that everyone acts a certain way because they have certain struggles so opening that side of myself up has really led me into realizing that there's such a massive world out there for people who don't have a lot of confidence who don't have a lot of self-esteem and then kind of meeting Paul just happened to come at the right time we both had the same interests in but were, in you, were you becoming a little bit disillusioned I just sorry to put you back on the topic yeah. topic were you becoming a little bit disillusioned with what you were working as your day-to-day job etc etc no no absolutely not I'm not one of those stories I'm not one of the I was working and I hated it and it was a nine to two and it was the worst I absolutely adore my teaching job but I also realized that that's five hours a day and that's five days a week and I still have another what like probably a hundred plus hours in a week where I have another massive passion that I can work on so what so, was your passion fitness training and was it just fitness did you have any other goals outside that or sorry excuse me any uh, hobbies outside that I absolutely well I adore cooking as well and like playing piano but the things that kind of link together are uh, writing I love writing I always yeah. did I like I was really good at English so writing and then that kind of links into writing about my own stories and storytelling on how I feel about certain things which brings up you know you know pe- brings in people's perspectives on how they feel about themselves and that all feeds into it storytelling is the big one you have a great way to get a point across that might be able to get many people in your position relating to yeah, the story yeah. you're trying to tell I just think how I've come from it is not generic like everyone you know most people are I hate my 9 to 5 so I quit and now I'm living my passion like I have two passions I love both of them I love the education side and I love the kind of go and do it yourself and like hope to God it works outside which I think not many people have that um, I think it's either like a sink or a swim with most people in one or the other so I'm really lucky that I have two passions and I get to do both well, we, we see Irish begrudgery comes into it an awful lot we have yeah. you two guys doing your thing we have me doing my thing we have a lot yeah. of people kind of coming out now deciding look at screw everyone I'm going to do it this way uh, because yeah. you know YOLO and all that sort of crap but it's YOLO happened fucking four years ago and all of a sudden people are only thinking yeah you do only live once so yeah. what, I mean there was, was there a stage because I'll put my hand up straight away and I'll say you know when people started kind of self-expression it happened at the time around the recession and people didn't have a choice they had to kind of self-sustain and make themselves sufficient um, and the, the um, education system might not have worked for them lucky it was okay for me they had to go into the likes of blogs they had to go into the likes of the fitness industry etc etc not that it's a bad thing but did you look did you kind of snoot your nose up at that stage or that this is now particularly no do you know what I didn't back then because I had only gotten into teaching at that point anyways so it wasn't even something that would have crossed my mind so there I wasn't was any blo- there was only, and it wasn't any blogs or anything that you saw any people that you were kind of like oh what the feck is this all about now you know is this no, just a fad or no because I feel like I've always seen in myself like anything so if I looked at somebody else's content or somebody else you know trying to put themselves out there anything that would shine out of it for me so if I was like oh they're such an idiot or why are they doing that like that's just an insecurity an insecurity in me that I'm projecting mm. because I didn't think I would be able to do it even if I wouldn't realize that which I kind of have for a long time but I think you see that that like if you look at someone and think oh my god they look so stupid with their hair or they look you know why are they putting up youtube videos they're not a youtuber but like you go do it like it's you're just highlighting an insecurity within yourself and projecting it onto somebody else fair paul uh to you is you said you said there a minute ago you'd say to 17 year old self 10 years ago you'd say get on this social media wave get on the internet asap 10 years down the road look it's the same as any irish person same as me do you feel the fitness industry is a little bit saturated at this time? 
Oh, one, it, it's it's hundred percent saturated. I I would have a slightly different train of thought though. I think a lot of people are that are offering this stay in your own lane advice do so when they're in a good mood, but they become passive aggressive or worried or anxious when things aren't going so well. No, without any word of a lie, I'm so focused on where we want to go as a couple, where we want to go as a business, and there's five go? or six. I just want to build a life for myself. I want to build my own fitness empire, being a good person, and and keep business. I just want to keep growing with the same level of trajectory the last nine months have taken me. I've grown more in nine months than I could have possibly thought about in the last 26 years. Um, so I, I, as much as it's saturated, I won't look up enough to notice it because I'm so focused on my own journey. It's just, it's just the truth. It sounds so cliche, but it is it is the truth. I'm also aware that there's a lot of like falsehood, fake friendships, fake associations, mm-hmm. filters. You said it, that and the other. So there's, yeah, there's he, no point. Not to, just just to paraphrase one of the things that you'd said. You said it was in one of your one of your posts. You said personally, I did a massive clear out of anyone I felt would not help me and even would possibly deter me in some way from getting better at my job. Is this a little bit narcissistic, Paul? That you feel as though it's getting something from someone else instead of look. There's always going to be that friend who's a little bit of a down and out, but you're still going to be his friend because he's you know he's, you've been through the, the shit with them, you know. No, it wasn't a clear out in friends. It was a clear out on negative energy. It was a clear out on people that made passive aggressive and snide remarks at other trainers, at other people. Like I've seen, like I have actually seen personal trainers and coaches on Facebook statuses be like, oh, that skinny doofus burpee queen. Uh, you know who you're on about. You, you don't know how to personal train. That kind of negativity, just for example, just anybody that just has time to constantly focus on other people in a negative light for me is genuinely, it can take your atten- attention and energy away. And I just, that was the kind of that's the energy I was trying to kind of like if you have three or four people you can look up to and aspire and who, to and learn from but who are those three or four people Or Orlov is being one of them I so I worked under Brian Keane for a year and he was great he fast tracked a lot of my business knowledge and then the other the Just other tell the listeners was, who don't know Brian Keane who Brian Keane and what he's about Brian Keane Fitness, um, Galway-based personal trainer, used to be a one-to-one coach, and now he runs a kind of an online franchise, uh, kind of delves into the GAA market. He helped me a lot get my personal training business off the ground. I worked under him for a year, and then I got Paul Dermody off the ground, and that like became Paul and Orla within weeks. Um, and then I have Ben Pakulski in Tampa, who I've been over to work with, because I think he's the best in the fitness industry. And Joe Bennett. And Joe Bennett, exactly. Yeah, the, he, he works under him. They're all one group. Okay. And then Gary Vaynerchuk is my other hero. And I went and met Gary in August because wow. he's given me all my he's given me all my mindset shtick sh- reinforced. It's now tattooed on my brain. They're the three I would go to if I'm a bit uncertain. Yeah, so I mean, there was a time in my life as well where I actually turned to Gary Vaynerchuk as well. It was 2015, came out of a 10-week 10, 10 stint in, in volunteering over in India, and I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. One of the scariest things coming out of a biomedical science degree is not, be, not wanting to be a scientist. What the hell do I do? And I had no idea. Yeah, I, I had absolutely yeah, no idea. It was the scariest, most uncertain time in my life. And it was kind of, do you know what was scary? I just kind of came across Gary Vaynerchuk, and he was kind of saying, look, you're 24, 25, you're in the best time of your life, you know, just make it happen, make it happen. Yeah. You just Close your uh, eyes for d- 10 years and work your ass off. Absolutely. It's, and I mean, what I hate is because of that sort of little, tiny sort of superficial way that you see, have with the terms of, of, of Instagram. You see end product. You don't see the graft and ingenuity that people actually put in before to get to that place. And this is what I was seeing. And it, it's a little bit of a hyperloop as well, in particular in Facebook as well, because you're just getting fed back what other peers and what other people are doing and seeing so like within a community that you feel like is the whole wide world is actually only a hundred two thousand people yeah. 1,200 2,000 people so it's funny you say that it's something I, I said about unfollowing people that don't support you and that kind of give off an impression of falsehood like I, it does it's not the irony isn't lost on me that people may or may not look at mine and all the social media and think oh they're 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 perfect they've they've got a nice couple relationship and they've blah 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 like things must be going great for them it's not a it's not lost on me that that's an impression that I might give off but I think the truth is accepting that social media is just a platform for people to put out what they wish to show you is just the reality of social and whether or not you wish to exploit that and get on that and make life for yourself is up to you but it's just a part of the social media game people will only show you the snippets of what they want to show you so it's, that's why it's so important to just stay focused within yourself but do you think that what you give out to the world in terms of video logs and um, podcasts etc etc is a real uh, 
it is. It's a real indication yeah. of who we are. I give off. Absolutely. I give off everything. I give off. If I feel good, I give it off. If I feel like there's something relatable, I give it off. If I feel people will benefit from hearing a struggle I had, I give it off. If or I feel, we get a big verification tip here. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's why we decided to go with like, so every kind of Monday and Wednesday we put out vlogs. So we want to show people as well, like, hey, this is what we look like. We don't like maybe once every two months we might put up like a professional photo, but the rest of them are just what we look like every day and us talking to the camera on a, on topics that are interested. Like we don't try to create a, a false. We work hard on correcting each other on each other's crap as well don't we yeah 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 like, absolutely so that's another thing where because it's communication been, would be yeah. very big for us okay. it's been asked in the past by clients going my friend asked me is your relationship as perfect as it seems on social media and I've never thought about it like that ever <laughs> but like <laughs> I've never no honestly I've never even come close to thinking we have a perfect relationship and I'd never even thought how it might be interpreted by, by somebody else but the truth of the matter is I love the fact that Orla's like dare I say brave or brazen enough to call me on something that offends her and vice versa but we also compliment each other's strengths and it, build, it builds a really healthy relationship one of like one of the best things i've done and meeting orla really helped me do this and i'd advise any other person to do this is leave previous hang-ups and baggage from other relationships aside leave previous if you bring previous hang-ups into new situations you're going to get the same old recycled results yeah because right. you're dealing right. with a different person yeah I think it all ties into one another. Paul, you were huge into, you, you You said you were on the circuit in terms of bodybuilding, getting that spray tan, getting it on, getting those abs super <laughs> lean and clean. Um, was anabolic steroids big in that industry? Did you get exposed to it? Anabolic steroids is a huge, huge part of the fitness industry. Anabolic steroids is a huge part of the fitness industry. What is always, What I've always wondered about this question when people ask it or when people are curious about it is why because i would advise anybody who's ever thought about it if that's a curiosity on your mind why if you're wondering if anybody else is using it it makes no difference to you and if you're thinking about using it you need to really assess what the hell the end goal is because it can hamper with your health long term and it can put you into a very skewed state of mind it can attach your self-worth in the wrong way anabolic steroids is a part of every industry and every sport but i would advise anybody who has no if you're going into professional sport you're going to get caught and if you're going into the bodybuilding world unless you plan on becoming bloody ronnie coleman and making yourself a fortune i would advise you to put that question or theory to bed that's advice i give every young man now that says that has said it to me in the past they don't ask me about it anymore because it's it's not a life i wish to live anymore that bodybuilding competing side that's a that's a mental tattoo i felt just came off the came off the cuff there it was uh, it was very refreshing i'm gonna ask you the hard question have you taken anything before I would flip that back and say, why would you want to know? I'm not. I know, I know, I know and, and, and I know you said that already. But in fairness, I'm just asking point blank. In terms of the industry, you said it was huge. Yeah. Uh, the answer that you give me, it seems to suggest that you have. Yeah, I've, I've, I did them for myself. But I mean, look, this is nothing to be, as I said, uh, abashed or, or shy again about. You were probably in a bad, as you said, bad mental state at the time. No, you no, were no, unsure. No, I, I don't want to. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to shirk responsibility. And the only reason I'm straight with you is I don't want to actually lie about it. The reason I don't mind answering your question is because I'm doing an interview and I've agreed. And I don't like the idea of lying to someone about it. Um, anabolic steroids are a very enticing thing to do there's a reason that I would never be too public about it and that's because my dear old mother would have a heart attack if she found out that is literally literally the only reason I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks about it in that respect I think you make certain decisions in life and you suffer the consequences if you don't know what you're doing if you don't know what you're doing and you go fucking with chemicals you're going to really really ask for a very bad reaction it's something I would advise most people to stay away from it's something I ran for close to six weeks um and it was probably the most eye-opening six weeks of my entire life in terms of where I was going, what the hell I was doing to myself, and why I would never do it again. Yeah. Um, no, but and I appreciate that honestly. You know, in fairness, yeah, I don't mind. I, if anybody hears this and is half thought about it, I'm going to tell you right now. If you don't feel you're enough, if you don't feel complete and that you're worthy without them, I can promise you, you are certainly not going to feel enough with them. You need to assess who who you are. You need to assess why you're doing it. If you're not going into the top one percent of the competitive bodybuilding world, you are probably probably making a big, big, big mistake. You guys are huge into your candles. I've seen Yankee candles. You, you like to light them. You, you have a Yankee candle air fresher in the car. It's, it's just we a kind of a Yankee candle shop on our second date. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Second date. Who decided that? Paul, we had to get vitamin C in boots and we had to get a Yankee candle. And then I persuaded them to bring us for a coffee as well. Or like you can was, see why I wasn't thrilled in the first three weeks. Was, <laughs> was it three dates in three days? <gasps> Um, I think so. Huh? Yeah, they were very close together anyway. And, and yeah, you, know the next, you know the next question I'm going to ask you? You're a three-date girl? 
<laughs> I ain't telling you, boy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, God, God created the world in seven days, so I'm sure you did more in three. So, <laughs> where are we going? What's the future? Uh, the future for us is we are delving more into the online side of things. So in January, we have like a 90 day program with 13 modules to help people overcome their mindset towards why their goals aren't, you know, why they, why they keep quitting on their goals and why they can't achieve their goals because it's not to do with willpower. It's not to do with my, it's not to do with, um, you know, uh, what's what I'm looking for willpower and motivation it's more to do with what's your time management um, how are you dealing with stress things like that so our goal is to be able to run a really comprehensive online program for people like that and we've also started doing some talks and we're in the process of writing a book so all those things are kind of coming down the pipeline which are really interesting and really exciting but at the moment day to day it's about getting up as much valuable content for people who are in a place to be able to accept it to be able to read it to be able to enact it and help them realize that you can you know go on to a fitness journey you can go on to a mindset journey and not be laden with guilt because you ate something or said something and realize that your insecurities are totally normal everyone has them and you need to learn how to you know slowly break them down to build yourself up to be the person you want to be because if you don't create who you want to be you're just going to be reactive throughout your whole life okay. and you're just going to be shaped into a person there was a question that I, I more so for Paul to be honest with you like I mean yeah. we've been in the industry for longer um so body dysmorphia, et cetera, et cetera, your body envy. Is there an inverse of, of, of a person putting up pictures constantly every single day on Instagram and you're looking at them and in fairness, the person who's doing it wants to do good, but the person, you know, the flip side of that is the person kind of back at home and he's looking at this and being like, I am never going to get like this. I'm never going to be able to get like this. And it's obviously a mental issue that he has within himself. But, yeah. you know, is it like, is that vanity within a person? It's not even vanity, but they see as vanity kind of impinging on that person even progressing even further um i would suggest that if the person reading it takes ownership back in their life look you can complain about people on social media putting out selfies and six packs and whatnot and you're probably right but nobody cares and nobody's stopping <laughs> and it, no, seriously no no i'm serious life is black and white things happen one way and things happen another way it's going to happen so you can sit there and moan and complain I don't know or you can click the unfollow button and go start getting material that does support you because too often I respect that people fall into this trap of I'll never look like that but then they justify it and start blaming others why they don't look like that and that's horse crap go and focus on yourself and and if you don't like what somebody else is doing it's a business model like people have every right like you're that person to someone else because you're a good looking bloke with a podcast Johnny Sixpack is that person to someone who wants a six pack so the best advice I'd say is I respect that it's difficult to deal with that crap but nobody cares so unless you take action about it and unfollow and get the information you need to support your mind tough and you're going to lose and you slip into losing player mentality i learned that the hard way because body dysmorphia you talk about is crippling and it's horrible but no one's going to save you so if you're in body dysmorphia and it's not it's not a psychological disorder it's a well why don't i look like that and you're scrolling your bloody instagram feed every sunday at 7 p.m get off the bloody internet simple as I have this thing on my, I have a whiteboard now and it's literally just in black and white, no phone because what I've been doing the last couple of mornings is literally first thing I wake up, last thing I go when I go before I go to bed is check my bloody phone, Instagram, Snapchat and it's it's just totally unnecessary. It's it's one of these yeah. things that you don't really need in your life but in fact, with, with, with the purpose now that I, that I now have with the, with the podcast, I think, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm kind of a, stuck between a rock well, and a hard know, place. You, you know what's intriguing about that though, is now you're, you're just after admitting you're on your phone, say later or early, someone, some businessman somewhere is exploiting mid-twenties men with dark hair and is now penetrating the last 10 seconds and the first 10 seconds of your morning with clever advertising and they know that. <laughs> they do. Yeah. I, I, they do. They know that. If they're penetrating me, I should be probably penetrating something else. But anyway, that's, that's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should. And if you were penetrating someone else you wouldn't be given the Instagram market exactly exactly and this is this is why this relationship works perfectly here in front of me <laughs> no but it's true and it's what I said it's what I've noticed Mar marketing agencies know us they know how stupid we are they know we'll complain about social and then we'll go on social media they know that we'll feel inadequate and then they'll sell us our inadequacies hence why I think don't worry about stupid shit stupid shit being what you can't control as Gary Vee would say but then they also do the oh you don't like what you see in social media you should take a social detox here's my 10 week course on how to become a better <laughs> you so they're getting you everywhere but people don't ever take the time to stop and like and I know it can be really diff 
difficult because I've had to do it but stop and actually like learn who they are and learn what their opinions are and we kind of just go through life kind of doing what's popular like it's popular everyone says oh I know I shouldn't be on my phone but like someone like Paul can wake up phone straight away work straight away go 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 whether me I like I need to wake up I need like a half an hour I don't like to go on my phone like people just kind of buy into something and they don't realize who they are and they just don't spend time I find figuring out who they are like I feel like if you sit down any mid 25 year old and say like or sorry mid 20s person and think like what's your opinion on you know your insecurity or your self-esteem like people just don't have an opinion they don't spend the time thinking about themselves in an important way it's funny you say that too because I'm such a huge believer and I've gotten awareness that we become we begin to talk and think like our greatest influences so it's so bloody important to make those influences very positive and supportive because you're right I'm aware I talk like my influences and that's why I'm selective who I let into my mind because I get brainwashed which really suits me when I take in good stuff but if I start to go down the bad route and I started to hang out with people that drank every Monday night and smoke cigarettes every Wednesday I promise you in a year I'd be a drinking smoking losing player mentality complaining about why I got held back yeah, yeah. I, I have a very yeah I, that's hence the bodybuilding hence all that stuff I, di- I dig deep where I'm at and that's why now I have the awareness to realize I need to dig deep in some other places that's, that's, that's fair enough one of these things that I had there was one question that I had for you guys was <laughs> there's kind of like a again a little bit stuck, stuck between a rock and a hard place between you know increasing your your social awareness I mean in terms of Facebook Instagram etc etc um but at the same time, giving meaningful content. So it's, it's a little bit difficult because people go on to Facebook kind of just to relax, lounge, to take, take it easy. So they're going to prefer to look at something like how to hook up girls in the gym in comparison to counting macros. Yeah. Just your thoughts on that. Uh, well, basically for us, it'd be great. Yeah. If we can provide value and enjoyment for everyone, but, but like we're a business and we want to put out information that's going to attract the kind of clientele that we want, the clientele that want to make an, a proper change, the kind of more hilarious kind of comedy style fitness stuff that's put up there. That's cool, but that's for another market. That's for the people who want to sell to, you know, the 22 year old guy who's going to do five weeks of a program and then go out drinking. Ours is very much. So we want to appeal to a certain niche. So that's why we put up that information. And I think it's very clear from what we put up who we are and what we're trying to help you with we don't want to confuse anybody at all so that's what we kind of go with that side of things yeah they, they say something to the effect of your mess becomes your message or something so on some level i think it's the bloody messed up eating patterns and disordered body image and all that nonsense that i've had in the past it makes me realize holy crap if i had it i think on some level some level everyone's either gone through it is going through it or will go through it so something that we want to make normalized to the level that it becomes fixed if that makes sense yeah absolutely so uh, this time of the show it's 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 coming to a close unfortunately but <laughs> something we do on the show we could do a thing a little thing called dad jokes now orla and myself we grew up over the years she knows that i'm a little bit of a kind of a i wouldn't say comic <laughs> goal but i had to rely on these jokes to kind of just as, as social cripples just to be able to, our crutches sorry social crutches to be able to get through life but uh, i was i was just wondering do you do you, do you guys know how how do you organize a space party Oh, you, you plan it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know Orla is very, very punny. I know, I, 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 unfortunately, I don't know you very, very well, Paul, but you seem like an absolute gorgeous man, <laughs> uh, inside and out. Uh, Orla, crack it to me. A, a joke? Oh, I want a joke. Okay, um, what do you call a teacher who doesn't have a car? Oh, I don't know. Mr. Bus. <laughs> oh no, I that wrong. That's the one off first days. No, what do you call a teacher who's late for school? What do you call a teacher who's late for school? Oh, this is so un- uncharacteristic of Orla here. I know, yeah, isn't it? Okay, De- Dennis, what do you call a teacher that's late for school? What's that, Mr. Bus. <laughs> <laughs> Polly, do you have anything for me? Yes, my my. He says this joke every. Day. I love it. I already know what he's going to say. <laughs> my dad recently asked me what I think of euthanasia. Okay, I don't think they're any worse than the youth in Ireland. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so topical. It's topical. It's topical. You know what? The start when I said that Paul was like a ninety-year-old man too. This is this. Like that joke is about no seven way. years old, Paul. Where did Napoleon keep his armies? Here we go. Up his sleeveies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to cut you off here. Cut, cut, cut. Um, Paul, you, you said you love the player Berbatov. So for anyone who doesn't know Berbatov, Dimitar Berbatov. Actually, no. Oh, you tell me you who Dimitar true, Berbatov is. You are one true. Yeah, you've done some creeping. Go on, go on. <laughs> I want to know who Dimitar Berbatov is. Dimitar Berbatov is 
the man who makes life look. He is his first touch is if you if you haven't watched Demetar Berbatov, just Google Demetar Berbatov first touch. That embodies how I want life to be. That Tell level of. It's just effortless. I can't. I can't. You need to see it. It the ball comes out of thin air. It looks like to, to, you know when you take down a first touch, the ball will bobble away from me. He just catches it. It the looks. Ball like, literally stops on his. Yeah, push. it looks like he's asleep. Nobody can touch him. It's just effortless. It's just beautiful. If you're a football fan, you'll find it beautiful. And if you're a probably a real football fan like me, you won't even need to Google it. You'll know, and you're already smoking a cigar to the sweet, sweet, sweet sound of it. So. Yeah, you said you said his nonchalant reward ratio was something that you wish you could wish your life by. It, it, it kind of when I read that, it kind of it resonated with me a little bit because you seem like an extremely hardworking dude. Nothing like Berbatov, but you look at him being like, "Wow, how is he doing this? Is it more admiration <laughs> no, or?" No. Um, Demetar Berbatov is the kind of fella that does nothing for 82 minutes and then <laughs> scores, scores a goal. Sco- scores the, <laughs> yeah, but doesn't score any goal. Scores a bicycle kick with his toe while looking the other direction. <laughs> I kind of want that level of success somehow. I, w- I want to do nothing for 82 minutes of life and then score the winning goal. That, that's just kind of... <laughs> I think if I had to transfer that over to like a real person talk, it would be that Paul goes through life without any stress. He doesn't worry about the stupid shit that everyone worries about. Like people that I, like myself, what I worry about, what other people worry about like things like what about my tax or when is my car insurance up or are the sheets dry outside or is there dry in Paul doesn't worry about any of that he just tries his best to be kind to everyone be the same person to everyone and then have good shit happen and (laughs) even even coming from a health and fitness standpoint uh, I think one of the biggest detriments in terms of building lean muscle which is the same as dropping body fat for any women listening if you're interested stress the hormonal release stress cortisol is literally you cannot change your body composition for the better when you're in a stress state fat loss for me and I'd like to think for some of my clients it becomes so much more easy since I've given them the, the hierarchy of priorities not worrying about silly things being one of them easier said than done but just to know that alone to the level I've internalized it is actually going to be huge in your quest for a better body and the self-confidence that comes with it and a better life and all that good stuff that comes from believing in yourself and getting a better self-esteem and I know that's a little bit heavy compared to what Orla was saying but how you do anything is how you do everything so if you could it was one of these questions that I wanted to ask you you spoke about life and this you talk about heavy this is a deep question and if you can't answer it but there is no answer so it's very very speculative and relative but Orla to you what is the meaning of life Oh, the meaning of life is, I don't know if I have an exact meaning, but I kind of know what I think life should be about. I think life should be about enjoying the smallest moments with the most important people like they were going to leave you every single day. Yeah, love that. Paul? That would be the biggest one for me. Yeah, um, the cliche, happy. There's, there's nothing else. If, if you're not springing out of bed happy every day, I, I worry. And even in a generational thing with some of the stuff we worry about, um, if you really stop and think about how what all your stresses are now and will they matter in five years or even 50 years down the line, which most of them won't, um, I, I just think happiness is the game. I think things don't matter. I think most of everything doesn't actually matter. You need to get a little bit selfish to get a bit selfless. And if you need to exude love and positivity and happiness into the world you need to find it you can't exude it unless it lies within you and you can't have it if you're insecure and i worry a lot of people will go through life on some level with that insecurity it's something i'm not saying i'm the most uh, driven secure dude in the world but i know enough of how bad it is to not let it stop me anymore and with with that each and every day it makes me that little bit happier driven and therefore successful and and then like you said one day we just see all the successful person without seeing the grind but everybody goes through their hardships and 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 you can either see the hardship or you can see the beautiful opportunity for growth out the other side and i choose the latter and it just makes me a little bit happier so i think well, happiness well i tell you that it's been absolutely fantastic chatting to you to the, this beautiful couple here to, here, to, here today i mean um i hope you go off and procreate make beautiful babies but all that aside <laughs> um tell us a little about your handles tell us where where can people get you you you, you have a podcast yourselves let us know yeah, so our podcast is called Mindfully Fit and you can get that on iTunes or Stitcher and SoundCloud. And then we have our own Facebook page, which everything is our name. So everything is Paul and Orla. And then Instagram is just Paul underscore and underscore Orla. Snapchat is Paul Dermody 28. We can't change that one. So that has to stay as what But the one it. big platform, if you were to say to people, just check this out. This is what we want, want you to see. This is the real us. Which one would you choose? Facebook is probably where Facebook everything will is. be number one. And then next would be Snapchat. Like we put out so much content. There's literally three to four videos and like Hot, like we're, we're non-stop we literally yeah. go 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 all the time Paul Dermody 28 on Snapchat it's where a lot of our more uh, personal kind of stuff goes yeah that is the end of the podcast for today guys we'll see you again very very soon as I said you know what to do you know where to get me reach out I want to hear you guys thank you very much <laughs>